Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. I'm Apostle Margie Mercer. Thank you for tuning in with us each day through the week as well as the weekend. God bless you. We have some awesome speakers and teachers of the Word of God, and truly we are so blessed to have you to tune in to us. Um, I was speaking to Apostle Lockamy, and truly his message was phenomenal. I had played it uh, last week as well as those who may have missed it yesterday. So I want to uh, play it again tonight so you all can hear the word that God has given him to give us again that we want to encourage you. Call your neighbor, call your friend. Let them know that we are going to play a special word that was given to Apostle Lachemy. He said, Lord, laid upon his heart and with scriptures to uh, back it as well. And we want to get started now. Again, this is the Fireful Ministry Broadcast. Please uh, stay tuned. Amen. Oh, well. 
Well, good evening, Radio World. This is Apostle Lockheed of the Bernie Bush Church, 402 North 13th Street in Irwin, North Carolina. Phone number 910658. Phone number, excuse me again, phone number uh, 9108977392. The church phone number is 910897-7392. Our cell number is 910-658-5206, And if you desire to be a blessing to us or to the ministry, our our, our cash app is, is dollar sign Pastor Lockheed, dollar sign Pastor Lockheed. So we bless the Lord and praise him for all that you do to make the ministry go forward. We just thank God for this opportunity. We're excited this evening. You know, it's time that church folks get excited, get excited about serving God. The world sees us talking about God, but we act like we're not excited. We don't have no smile on our face. We don't seem to have no joy in our heart. We look like we're sad. We act like we're mad. We act like, like we, we, you know, it's like we're going through something and don't know how we're going to get out of it. We're showing an expression on our face, and the world can't understand. How is this God so powerful that you're talking about? It's just God. He's amazing. He's almighty. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. Oh, he can do all things but fail. But you walk around with an expression on your face like he failed you. He let you down. He disappointed you. He hurt you. He ain't answered in your prayers. How can you win somebody to God when you don't look like you're winning yourself? How can you call someone to come out of darkness into the light when it looks like you in the dark your own self? In order to bring somebody else out, you've got to come out yourself. You've got to let them see how excited it is, how excited it is. You know, see, if me coming to the Lord won't make me no, no more exciting than what I was doing out in the world, doing drugs, running needles up my vein, and doing cocaine and, and marijuana, see, in order for God to win me, he had to show me something greater than that. See, the world is out there on drugs, and they're out there running needles up the vein, and they're out there doing all kind of drugs and all kind of alcohol and, and all kind of sexual activity. And here you were really trying to sell a God to them that ain't even making you happy. Like, you see know what I'm saying? They look like, I don't want that God. The God, the God, look how sad they look. Look how defeated they look. I, I do, I, I do well to say, right? I want my drugs, you know, my alcohol. God showed me something greater. He showed me a greater feeling than drugs could ever give me, and He gave a greater feeling than alcohol could ever give me. And that's what we got to do. We got, we got to present ourselves in such a way that God can work through us. See, we are His instruments. We are instruments in the hand of God. And the Bible says he put his glory in earthen vessels. Well, if God's glory is in you, you ought to have a smile on your face. Come on, God's glory in you, you looking sad, you looking despondent, you looking defeated, you look like you don't know how you're going to get through this trial you're going through. It's time for you to rejoice. Quit looking at your trials. Quit looking at your tears. Quit looking at what you're going through and lift up that, and lift up your covenant and rejoice. The Bible says you're unspeakable, full of glory. God wants you happy. He wants you to joy. So he wants to give you a, word, a joy. See, your joy got to be greater than that of the world because you can't win the world in with, and your joy ain't no greater than they. they, they, they you trying to win somebody in, and their joy is bigger than yours. Their joy, they got more joy than you got. How are you going to win them in? You got to go beyond the norm. You got to go to the supernatural. You got to let the supernatural joy, not natural joy. See, you walk around with natural joy trying to win a world in that got natural joy, and their natural joy is broken. So the Bible said that one of the fruits of the Spirit was joy. That's not a natural joy. 
It is a spiritual joy. It's a joy that the old folks said a long time ago, this joy that I have. The world did not give this to me, and the world can't take it away. So I encourage you, put a smile on your face. Lift up your curtain. Quit, quit kind of telling God. Quit telling God about your problem and tell your problem about your God. Huh? Your God is bigger than your problem. God already knows that you have problems. He said he knew. He said every hair on your head the number. Every fur falling the ground. So why are you telling God something he already knows? The Bible didn't say, the Bible did not tell us to tell God about our problems. The Bible does to pray to God that he will solve our problems. Fix it, God. You don't have to remind God what they are. He already knows what it is. When you go to God, go to God to fix it. <clears throat> go to God believing he's going to work it out. And go to God believing that he's going to give you the victory. Because, see, you're not going to somebody who you think can fix it. Uh, you're not going to someone who might look like he can fix it. You're going to someone that you know without a shell of doubt is going to fix your problem. So go to him and be excited, not to get no going to him. Get up on your knee with excitement and joy. Don't wait till you get the victory to get joy. Get joy now. Get joy while you're waiting because he's going to fix it. He's your God. He's your heavenly father, and he wants you to be excited. He wants that excitement to lightly lit up. Oh, the Bible said God was on Moses in such a way that people couldn't stand Moses. They wanted Moses to cover their face because the glory was on him. God wants people to see his glory on you. When they see you, they want to see God's glory. They want to see God's radiance. They want to see that, 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 that heavenly radiance on you. So I'm excited to see you. I mean, God, I've been serving God over 40 some years, and I am indeed excited. Huh? He didn't bring me this far to leave me now. I love him now more than I ever loved him. I love him, but I love him more now. Oh, the more I learn about him, the more I stay with him, the more I dwell with him, it, it increases my love for God. And I just encourage you to love him too. You want God to bless you, love him. He said he was oh no good thing for them that love him. When you walk up right, you're showing God that you love him. And God's just going to bless you. He's going to take your blessing to another level. Oh, he don't want you just give you. God don't want you just get them get by blessings. Ain't nothing wrong with getting by. Everybody want to get by. But God want to take you beyond just getting by from Peter to Paul, just making from day to day, from paycheck to paycheck. God want to take you to another level. and He want to take you to the abundance. He want to take you to the overflow. He want to take you to a gully wash. He want to take you to a dam breaker. He want to take you to a mother load. He want to take you to a blessing and make one rich. And added no sorrow. Huh? Form and latter rain all in one season. The Bible says Joseph prospered in all seasons. Joseph planted in the wintertime. And that ain't when you're supposed to plant. No farmer's going to plant in the wintertime because he knows he ain't going to get a successful crop. But the Bible says that Joseph planted in all seasons and, and brought forth a hundredfold return. When you serve the Lord's house, things to work out in your favor when it ain't working out for nobody else. So we're going to get into the lesson. I'm excited. This evening, I want you to get your Bible and go with me, praise God, to number the 13th chapter. God at the 29th verse. We're going, to, we're going to go from the 29th to the 33rd verse. We're going to ask to the 33rd verse and, and have the Holy Spirit lead us. But we want to talk tonight about something that God gave me, and it's affecting a lot of people today, and they don't know it. I want to talk about an evil report, E-V-I-L, report, R-E-P-O-R-T, an evil report. And my subject is God people must guard against an evil report. She's 
Mercedes know that if he can get you to receive an evil report, then he know he can tamper with your faith. The purpose of an evil report is to discourage you. It is to get you out of the way. It is to cause you to start doubting. It says in the 29th verse of the 13th chapter number, if you'll be with me in patience, it says the Amalekites dwelled in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jubasites and the Amorites dwelled in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwelled by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, Let us go up once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. 32nd verse, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had unto the children of Israel, in the land of which we have gone. He said, For the land of which we have gone to search it, it is the land that eateth up its inhabitants thereof, and all the people that saw, saw, we saw it here are men of a great stature. Now remember, Moses comes into the promised land, and, and before they go over the promised land, you know, you always want to know what you're getting into. So what Moses does is he he sends twelve. Uh, he sends twelve spies into the land, and uh, he sends them to spy out the land uh, to see what's there before they go over there. He already knew that there was something over there, but he wanted to know exactly what they were getting into. Because God, if it delivered this land in their hands, so they need to know who's over there. So they need to know what maneuver, know what you know, what plan, how to attack, how to approach the situation. So twelve spies is sent into the promised land to search it out. And they stay gone for a while. They didn't just stay gone for a week or or, or, or stay gone for just a month. They stay gone for they stay gone for quite a while. And the Bible said they went all over the land, all in the mountains, all in the foothills. They went everywhere searching out the land. And now they don't they don't they don't they don't cover all the land and saw all they need to see. And now they're on their way back home. They're coming back home now, and they bring them back a report to Moses. So Moses sent them to bring back a report. And they were saying that, now they were saying that, that there are giants in the land and that the people of the land are too powerful to defeat. And, and, and the third, uh, third verse, and there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, would come of the giants. These are the ten spies that sent them to give it a name report. And we were in our, our own, we were in our own site at Grasshopper, and so we were in their site. It said, it goes on to say, at the 36 verse, and the men which Moses sent to search the land who returned it and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slandered report. So these men come back, and they got a slandered report. They done discourage the people. They got the people wanting to turn around and go back now, called an evil report, an evil report. Some of you got people that ran about you, who you think they're your friend, and calling you on the phone, 
telling you about your husband, telling you about your wife, and you have the audacity to think that they're doing that in your favor because they care for you, they're your friend, and they're trying to tear up your marriage, bringing an evil report, they saw your husband do this, or they saw your wife over there, and they said, I just wanted to tell you that because I thought you ought to know. you got to be careful who thought you ought to know things because people out there are very deceitful. People will use an evil report. Satan works through people and bring an evil report. That purpose of that is Satan, Satan sit that there, and you ain't got a, uh, the, the audacity or the eyesight to see that this is coming to destroy your marriage. It's coming to tear up your home. It's coming to tear up your ministry. It's coming to tear up your friendship. That's what evil reports do. That's what they are. They come to belittle you. Uh-huh. They come to steal from you. They come to disgrace you. They come to make you, you, you uh, begin to, to doubt. So you got to be careful when someone brings you an evil report. You got to look into it before you go acting upon it. So many times when people get get a report, they don't even act on it, won't even dissect it, won't even search it out, won't even try to see whether any truth in it. The third seventh verse says, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. Thirty eighth verse says, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephthah which were the men that went to search the land, live, still live. Otherwise, you know the story, how God, they angered God. They angered God because they came back with a bad, with an evil report. They angered God because they came back and discouraged the people. Here it was, these people said, millions of people there. Now the people done lost their hope. They done lost their confidence. Listen how powerful that report is. Please let's back up a little bit. You know how a movie come on sometime and they'll be playing something at the end of the movie and all of a sudden they'll say 10 years earlier or, or six months earlier or a week earlier, this is why this is happening because something happened a week ago. Well, let me share with you what's going on here. The children of Israel don't came out of Egypt. They came through the land and God did several miracles through the land. But the greater miracle was whenever they was in Egypt. God showed them signs and wonders in Egypt. You know the story. How God showed them signs and wonders. How He, like, how He let hell fall, uh, hell fell down like fire. He turned the water into blood. He sent frogs and lice. He, he turned the stick into a snake. All those signs and wonders God did in Egypt, showing them His mercy, showing them His glory. They knew the glory of God because they saw it in Egypt. Look, it did turn around in the end. He sent the death angel there. Killed all the firstborn of Egypt, and none of the children of Israel died at all. That was another miracle that God worked. And yet, now here it is. They come down and leave Egypt and come down to the Red Sea. And now God opens up the sea before them and brings them across on dry ground and drowns Pharaoh's army. They had no excuse. They had no reason to doubt God. They knew for sure that they knew that God, they knew that God was able to do everything but fail. This same God has opened up the Red Sea and brought them a coffee. Could he not kill a giant? What was a giant to God? Nothing. But they messed around and let them ten by discourage them. So they began to grumble, they began to mumble, and they began to complain. And now because they did so, they oh, they provoked God to anger. And God told them, Okay, you said they were like grasshoppers. They told me we look like grasshoppers to them. They want to run the feet out of their own mouth. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Out of their own mouth, they defeat themselves. Huh? You got to be careful what you say. You, you got to be careful what you say because there's power in your word. You can defeat your own self. 
You can let an evil report cause you to make the wrong decision. That's what an evil report does. Most time when an evil report comes, and whether it comes from the doctor, he's gonna tell you to go home and get you know, call the family together and tell you oh with and you ain't got the audacity to know that God got the last say so. You go home try to get the burial right and get the funeral plans all together and, and die when God ain't told you to die. Hmm? You can't die to God tell you to die. I don't care what the doctor said. The doctor might say what he said, and it may be true what the doctor said. But our life is in God's hand. God got the last say, so you can live. You can live as God, as long as God wants to live. A lot of people are dead today because they chose a bad report. They listened to what the doctor said and went and gave up and sat down and, and lost their faith and, and died. But, honey, you, you, can, you can beat the odds in Christ Jesus. Uh, in him, you can have a hiding place. In God, you can live. I don't care if the doctor did give you a bad report. I don't give the doctor did you tell you three months, six months from now, six months from now. There are people that are living now who the doctor told them they're going to be dead in six months, 30 years on went by, and they still living. You got the victory, baby, in Christ Jesus. You ain't going nowhere until God say so. And so you quit letting the evil report discourage you. You quit letting people bring you evil reports, telling you things about your children, telling you things about your husband, telling you things about your wife, telling you things about your supervisor. He said this, and they said that. They're everywhere. They're evil report carriers, what I call them. They carry evil reports. And the purpose of that is, 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 is to, to, to move you out of your place, to call you to listen to what they say and become discouraged and begin to act upon it. And the next thing you know, when it's all of the dust selling, you done made old sense and you done made a boo-boo. You done made a mess. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we've learned. At the children, at the children, that you sing a song. <coughs> Please listen to the words of the song. <coughs> they, they don't sing it now. years ago. it's an old song. We learned at the children a little Sunday school song that say, Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the father of a bug, and looking down in love. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little feet, where you go. For the father of a bug is looking down in love. So be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little where you go. Be careful, little big mouth, what you say. Be careful, little big mouth. You know there's some folks out there got a big mouth. They got to tell everything they know. Be careful, little big mouth, what you say. For the father of above is looking down in love. So be careful, little big mouth, what you say. And this all seems to be a bit humorous, but what truth is found in this song is we find it is a great reminder of how careful we should be. We should be. We should be careful about evil report. So what is an evil report? When you go out and gossip on somebody, when you go out and say something about somebody and tear them down, tear up their marriage, tear up their friendship, tear up their relationship, tear up the choir, cause division in the choir between the choir leader and the, and, 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 and the members of the choir. Causing division between the pastor and members in the church because you tell them the pastor said this and the pastor said that. Causing division between friends. But the Bible said a, a gossip can tear up cheap friends. That means people who have been friends for a long time. Your gossip is an evil report. Your gossip is an evil report. For you that don't know it, 
Gossip is not just gossip, but gossip is evil report. It's called gossip, but it's an evil report given from Satan about somebody. That's what gossip is. Gossip is about somebody, and you 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 giving an evil report on them, and somebody believing it. And do you not know that an evil report gossip will make people think different about somebody? You ever hear somebody tell you something about somebody, and all of a sudden you start thinking different about them? You can't help but think different when somebody tells you somebody. You say, for example, and I'm just using this for example. Say, for example, you had a friend, they've been your friend all the time. Then somebody come up to you and say, well, you know, you know that person is a child molester. Now, what are you going to do? Come on, they've been your friend all the time. Now, all of a sudden, you find out, and it ain't even true. But you not believe it. You're going to grab it and run with it. Now, all of a sudden, you're acting all funny. Don't want to be around keeping them your children away from them because you found out they were a child molester. And this person ain't even got that. Ain't even, ain't even thought about nothing like that. It was just a lie. And somebody started back in the past, and the lie ain't stopped yet. And you took it, let that affect you. you acting all funny now. Don't want to be around them. Now. Don't want them to be around your children. Do you see what a lie do? Do you see what an evil reporter do? It'll make you fall out with cheap people. It's pretty been your friend for ever since y'all were teenagers. For years, now all of a sudden, you won't answer the phone. You don't want them to come around your children no more because there's a child molester. Nobody wants no child molester around their children, their grandchildren. But I want you to understand the person is not a child molester. You were told that, and you believed it. I want to use that for an example. It could be many other things. But a bad report, an evil report, an evil report would bring destruction. Uh, an evil report would bring discouragement. An evil report would have you believe in it. And when you start believing it, then you thought, I ain't heard that preacher no more. I heard he was this. I heard he was cheating on his wife. I heard he was a hypocrite. And there ain't even no truth to it. You believe in what you heard and running with it. Now you don't mess around and, and, and tore the reputation of somebody who, who is true. Somebody that is honest because somebody lied on them because they didn't like them. And that lie would spread like wildfire. So be careful. When evil reports come your way, don't believe it. Don't grab something just because you heard it. Search it out. See, is it true? Oh, God, evil reports are dangerous. They are dangerous. Let's, let's, let's go. Okay. An evil report. An evil report is primarily a distortion. So you know what distortion is. It means to uh, get you on focus. Now you hear you hear you so mad. Somebody told you that she said your child was this and your child was that. And girl, she just talked about your child like her dog. And here you is deluded now. You distort. This is your friend that they say said that. You ain't even looking to it. You ain't even investigated. Now you getting the person a cold shoulder. Won't even answer the telephone. Uh, don't even want nothing to do with them no more. And then passing them in the grocery store looking the other way. And all because somebody lied to you and gave you an ill report. I'm talking to somebody this evening. Some of you are acting funny right now because somebody gave you an ill report. You didn't even look into it. You didn't even analyze it. You didn't even look to see if there was any truth to it or not. It distorted you. It distracted you. It misled you. And here you is acting funny toward that person who's been good to you. When you was in need, they were there for you. They helped you cross a, or they helped you to cross a bridge that was broken. They helped you when nobody else helped you. And now you're going to treat them like that. You need to go and apologize for, for allowing yourself to become so beloved that you become distorted. That's what evil reports do. They, they come to distort you. Is that all right? Listen to this. An evil report comes to distort you of the facts. Incomplete facts. 
and false information. See, you didn't get the whole thing. You didn't, you didn't get the whole thing. You didn't get the whole thing. You just grabbed something and ran with it. You didn't get all the facts. That even report on the game. You see, when somebody come lying and give a report, they're not going to, they're going to give you just what, they, well, just enough to, to get your attention, to distort you, and, and for you to believe it. And you run with it. Listen, the danger of an evil report comes not necessarily in its result, but rather in its beginning. An evil report develops like, like a disease. See, a disease starts real easy. You don't even know the disease is there. Now, the while it doesn't cover you, you got a cold or, oh, you got this disease and it's all over your body, all in your bloodstream. It started easy. It is spreading. That's what an evil report does. It's like a disease. And you take and get hold of it, and you start running with it. You telling it over here, somebody else telling it over there. Now it's spread it all over the place like a like a like a cooked virus because everybody's spreading this lie, and you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about number one. Through ignorance of preventive measure, through ignorance, the Bible said, "I have you not ignorant." Uh, that means you should have knew better. When that person told you that, you should have sat down. Analyze what was said before you jump to a conclusion. Because first of all, you just said this is my friend. If I, if I, if I, anything, if you want to know, you should have went and asked them. You said, well, listen, I heard this, and I'm not judging you, but somebody was talking about you, and they said this about, and I was just concerned because you're my friend. At least you could have did that instead of getting all cold shoulder, acting like you don't know, acting ignorant, ain't taking no preventive measure. All you had to do was take preventive measures. You could have looked into it and tell it just turning his cold shoulder to the person. I don't want no more to do with them. Number two, exposure to the infection. Now you don't mess around and expose it to it whenever you know somebody got a cold or you know they got COVID and you get all in their face knowing that if they cough in your face, you're going to get it. You put yourself in harm's way. You had no business letting them call you on the telephone. You know they call them the gossip. Everybody know a gossiper. Now you know when that when you saw that number, you knew who that was. Uh-huh. That May May, Lily, Teresa, uh-huh, Betty Lou. You know who they is. They're gossipers. Aunt Hannah May, you know who they is. She's gossiper. Uncle can't keep his mouth shut. Uh-huh. Aunt talk too much. Uh-huh. Cousin tell everybody business. You know, you know, you know her. Uh-huh. Meat bite biter. Uh huh. Nephew tail barrel. Anybody know them? Yeah, you know them. And when you know them, you protect yourself for them. Let they contaminate you. Uh, you, you become ex- exposed to their gossiping. And now you want them to call you and gossip. You just can't wait for them to call you because you know they got some juicy stuff to tell. But now you become part of that. You become affected. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you become exposed to it. Now, now, number three, I become exposed, uh, exposed to it. You become contaminated. You are contaminated with evil. You you are contaminated with evil report, with gossip. They done mess around and got you in for harm. And now you gonna get in trouble with God. How many know that God don't like a bike bite? How many know that God don't like a tail barrel? How many know that God don't like a gossiper? How many know God don't like a person that tell everybody business? Tell everybody a secret. How many know God is going to judge you? And whatsoever you sow, that's tell you also reap. 
Just what you did to others, what you measured to others, is going to be measured back to you. Do you not know what you do to others? It's coming back. You ain't got to tell nobody it's coming back. Every seed, every seed, every seed that is planted as a result. And God sees what you do to others and everything. And when it comes back, remember, what you did to them is going to come back worse to you. It's not going to just come back like that. It's going to come back worse because you've got to understand you're planting a seed. And when you plant a seed of corruption, you plant a seed. When you gossip, you planted a seed. Now, when they come back, when they start talking about you, they're going to talk about you worse than what you talk about them because seed always comes back more. Say for a grain of corn. You put it in the grain, number one grain of corn. But you, do you think this one grain of corn going to come back up? No. A whole stalk going to come back up. And leaves going to be on that stalk. And, 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 you know, limbs going to be on that stalk, corn leaves. And, and they're going to be corn, 12, 14, 15 ears of corn on that stalk with hundreds and hundreds of grains of corn, which only came from one grain of corn. So is your gossip. It's going to come back far more than what you send it out. So be careful what you reap, what you sow. For what you sow, shall you reap. Oh, my. Number four, infection, like germs, overcome natural defense. And now you ain't got no control of what you do. When the defense is down, there is no protection. You have no control in your running your mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you, you part of that little game going on, gossiping. Uh-huh. They know who to call because they know you, you're part of the group. You're about to sign up, but you there, you on the list. And when they call you, y'all get together and they'll tear folks down, just talk about them and laugh at them. But just remember what go around, come back around again. And you're going to have to pay for every gossip for the Bible. Listen to what the scripture says. Now, how are you going to get away with this? When the scripture said every idle word that a man speaketh, he should give an account. He's going to be judged. Every idle word. Don't you know you in trouble? If every idle word that they spoken going to be judged, and you've been gossiping ever since you were big enough to gossip, you ain't got a whole lot to answer for. Huh? When we stand before God, we got to give an account for all this mess that we've done, all the people you done hurt, all the feelings you done hurt, all the friendships you done broke up. All the relationships you don't broke up, I'll leave that alone. Number five, the disease is an infection. Talking about evil report now. Evil report is a disease it, it, that destroys vital life supporting function. That's what an evil disease does. It's the natural. It is a, a disease come to destroy your natural function, it's the organs of your body to shut them down. And, and then when the organs shut down, eventually the body shut down. So that's what the devil does when he get in the spiritual, in the spiritual body, in the spiritual life of people, and in the Christian life. He, he infects them with gossip. He infects them with bite biting. He infects them with tail burning, cutting one another by evil report. And it tears the body. It tears the spiritual body. See, what Satan trying to do is tear up the body of Christ because he knows we are one. We know no two. We are one. We are, we are one body. One hand, one feet, one eye, one ear. We're all part of the body, and we're all of one, working sweetly together to, 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 to make a whole body, a whole body. And Satan knows he can get in the body and tear the body up and call the body to fight against one another, to infect one another. Uh-huh. Call the body to infect one another, to be corroded, to become destructive to one another. Then he can destroy the body. 
But, oh, I thank God who gives us victory over evil report. The Bible says, if you can't say nothing good, huh? That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. Isn't that something? If you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. Now, look at this ignorance. 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 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, but we are not ignorant of his advice. See what he's saying? We're not ignorant of Satan's advice. That means we know better. Ignorant means not to know better. We're not ignorant of Satan's trick. He's been playing this trick on us so long until we know what it is. Some of you know the trick to say. He can use the same old, same old every time. And you should not be ignorant about what Satan is doing. How many times has a dog got to bite you before you know he got teeth? Huh? How many times has a snake got to bite you before you leave that snake alone? How many times somebody got to keep doing you wrong before you know that they ain't your friend? Huh? You, 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 you've been ignorant to the fact that that person she's my friend. Honey, she just took your boyfriend. She just took your husband. She, she just lied on you, cut you in your back. What kind of friend are you looking for? You call that a friend? How much more she sure got to do to you for you to realize that that is not your friend? So we're not ignorant of Satan's advice. We know, you know, we know Satan's trick. So since we know Satan's trick, we need to quit letting him trick us like he do. Because he'll use the same old thing over and over again. James 3 and 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, uh-huh, that it defiles the whole body and set on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire hell. He said, listen to this, James 2 and 6, he said, to talk about our tongue. Our tongue is dangerous. What you say about people, when you talk about people, when you offend people with your words, it hurts when you talk about somebody, lie on somebody, and gossip on somebody, tell somebody business, repeat something somebody told you with your tongue. The Bible said that it's, your tongue is hooked up to hell. Your tongue is like a fire. It is a world of iniquity. It's a dangerous thing. Wars break out because of the tongue. Uh-huh. Because of the tongue, families break up, marriages break up, friendship break up, because of that tongue in our mouth. When we say things like we don't care. If I was in it's a world of iniquity, your tongue, your tongue is a dangerous thing if you don't let God control it. The Bible said it is set on fire. Listen, the Bible said among our members, to tear up the church. Not talking about just your body. You talking about your body now? Your tongue is in your mouth. But 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 the members of the body of Christ, your tongue lying on them, gossiping, messing up their reputation, telling stuff you know about them. Your tongue is a tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body. Talking about the body of Christ, not the physical body. And it's set on fire, the course of nature, and it's set on fire in hell. Your tongue is hooked up to hell, baby. Satan is behind your tongue. When you are a gossiper, when you are a tailbearer, when you can't keep your mouth shut, huh? You can't keep your mouth shut. It's a dangerous thing. It's dangerous. You're hurting people. You're destroying people. You're offending people. You're killing people's reputation, and God is not pleased. Proverbs 17 and 9, destroy, destroy friends. 
He who covers a transgression seeks love. But he who repeated the matter separates frame. We're talking about that tongue again. We're talking about that evil report again. The Bible says, he who covers a transgression, you ain't got to tell everything you see. Because you saw somebody coming out of the motel room. You saw your friend's husband come out in the motel room. You ain't got to go tell her. God didn't tell you to go tell the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost ain't told you nothing. Holy Ghost not going to call no confusion. He didn't tell you to go there. You did it on your own because you just wanted to gossip. You just want to tell something you saw. How about if somebody told something on you like that? What if they saw you coming out in the motel room? Would you want them to tell it? No, you wouldn't. The Bible said doing to others, you have others doing to you. Sometimes you have to cover a transgression, the Bible says, and seek love. You ain't said that you saw it. They don't even know the day that you saw them, but you don't have to go tell it. You ain't got to beat them back home and tell her husband, tell his wife, go tell God. Say, God, she's a Christian. She's, she's my sister in the Lord, and I saw her coming out of a place that she shouldn't or doing something she shouldn't do, and God, I want you to sanctify her from that. And God will, and that will be so pleasing to the Lord that you cared enough to come to him. Say, but listen, but he, but he who repeat a matter, now you're going to go and repeat what you saw. You're going to go and tell her to beat her back home and tell her, I just saw your wife coming out of the cricket inn or the holiday inn or whatever, and he's going to be waiting to, it might be waiting to hurt, kill her, it might be waiting to hurt her, it might be waiting to beat her. We don't know what he's going to be waiting to do because you got so fast that you couldn't hold your peace and let God see this. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, 2, 11, 14 says, talking about unclean defile. Whenever an evil report, an evil report is an unclean thing. It's unclean, it's dirty, it's unholy. Thus say the Lord of hosts. Now ask the priest concerning the law, saying, If one carry holy meat in the fold of his garment, and with the edge he touches bread of, of stew, wine or oil, or any food, will it become holy? Then the priest after said, No. And Haggai said, If one who is unclean, because of a dead body touched, either deed will it be unclean. And the priest asked and said, it shall be unclean. Then they got out of their said, so is this people. And so is this nation before me, says the Lord. So is every work of their hand. And what they offer there is unclean. We're talking about an evil report now. We're talking about how God saying that. You know, we do things that we think is okay. We're trying to hold up holy and clean hands, but yet out of our mouth, we're defiling people. We're hurting people. We're lying on people. We're saying an amazing grace, how sweet the sound. What a friend we have in Jesus. But that tongue in our mouth, that the words that, don't, don't, don't words that we speak behind it, 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 it is not matching to what we're saying. We're saying we're holy, but God said our conversation is making us not holy. A evil report influenced us to form bad opinion of each other. Wow, you hear that? That's what an evil report does. It comes to make you form a bad decision about somebody. That was the purpose of that report. Satan was behind it. His intention was, you know how it is in the courtroom, uh, whenever something is said and, and the DA is deliberating, and the lawyer is deliberating, and the prosecutor attorney is deliberating, and something is said by the, by the lawyer trying to persuade the juror to vote, you know, innocent. 
and somebody get up and said overruled, rejected. They said, no, in other words, that person shouldn't have said that. And the judge said, well, disregard that. Well, how are you going to disregard something you done heard it? The jury done heard it. It don't enter their mind. And now you're telling the jury to disregard it, act like they didn't hear that. That is impossible. It's impossible for you to disregard something that you heard that somebody said you heard it with your ear. And you want to take that in and tell them don't, don't take that in. In other words, the don't want them to use that in making their decision to find out where that person innocent, where they're guilty. Don't take that in the, in the, in the, you know, in the heart. But they're going to do it. You don't, you don't know whether they took that in the heart while they said no there. You don't know whether they disregarded it or not. So it's hard when you say something about somebody because someone I didn't mean it. Uh, uh, because it, it comes to influence others. Once you say something about somebody, it's going to influence others to believe what you said. Uh, I'm guilty of that. I mean, many years ago, I mean, many years ago, probably 40-some years ago, there was a pastor in the neighborhood, and uh, he was a preacher of one of the churches that we was in, and in the neighborhood, and someone told me that he was gay. Now, I loved the guy. I loved him to death. I thought a lot of them. When they told me that I was young in the Lord, and when they told me that, oh, that does that my spirit. And I just went around telling others, I ain't going to hear him. And he's gay. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. He's gay. And 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 thank God that the Holy Spirit got me along when I was just sitting there. And the Holy Spirit questioned me concerning what I was doing. How you know he's gay? I said, oh, my God, how you know he gay? You you believe he was gay just because they say he was gay. And now you're turning to death or you love the man. You, you I mean, you, you had his back. And you remember, right, I didn't even investigate it, didn't even look into it, didn't even dissect it. I just believe what they said and then stop messing with I ain't messing with him. I wouldn't even go to the service because that's what the man said. And I had to ask God to forgive me, forgive me for acting like that. Because I was listening to what they said. I never was proven to me that the man was gay. I just went on what they said. And I had to ask God to forgive me. And I started back fellowship. They asked God to forgive me for believing what somebody said. Some of y'all out there doing the same thing. You, you're treating people because, oh, well, you're treating people. You've been influenced because of what somebody said. And you're treating them the same way that I, I did. You're going to turn your deaf ear to me. I don't want to hear that preacher. He doing that. He got a girlfriend. Oh, he, oh, he shagging. He got a sweetheart. Oh, he this or he that. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, you didn't know. That's why the Bible said, know them to labor among you. Quit listening to what everybody else says. The Bible says, if a person, the Bible says, be not deceived. If a person is righteous, they're righteous. If a person that you know around you is righteous, you've got no business believing what somebody else say. The, the out, 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 outcast of those out there in the street. Mm-hmm. Those out there running around ain't even got no God. And you're going to believe them more than you're going to believe a brother or a sister. So be careful about being influenced by evil reports, by what people say. I don't know who I'm talking to because it'll make you it'll make you make wrong decisions. It'll make you treat people in the wrong way. It'll make you think negative about somebody when it ain't in God's will for you to do so, and you have no conclusion. You have no no kind of conclusion that what they said about that person was true. You just believe it because everybody else will believe it. Well, everybody else, baby, be careful about following everybody else. But just because everybody else believes something, don't make it right. 
on that road in hell, it's oh, it's gonna be a crowd, sweetheart. They don't you follow them, don't you think because they a lot of them they right. Uh-uh, the people way to hell is broad, baby. A lot of people hit it that way. Believe it, that same thing. Can't tell them nothing. They don't make their mind it right, and can't nobody change it. But the way to heaven is narrow, baby. And ain't a few going to be that fighting. Do you hear me? And they can only fight through Christ Jesus. Only a few going to find a way to go through Christ Jesus. That's a few. And those few going to barely make it, says the Lord. Isn't that something? A whistle person. Let's see what a whisper is. A whisper, a a whisper is one who secretly or privately passes on an evil report. That's what they do. They do. They 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 throw their rocks <laughs> and they hide their hands. That's what a whisper do. He'll throw his rock and hide his hands. He's a whisper, so he's not involved no more. He just spread it and got out of it, so nobody really knows that he's the one started it. Because he's in the back room, he's in the cover. He's covered up back there. He, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got some of them in y'all lives. They they call you on the telephone, or, or they don't say much. They don't hold no sermon. They don't have a revival. They don't have no 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 Sunday school class or a morning worship service. They just blow like the wind and they get out of the way. And they leave it up to you whether you they leave it up to you whether you believe what they said or not. They're whispering. Uh huh. And she see what I said. They one who secretly or privately passes an evil report to you. And nobody don't even know that they told you. They said, Don't tell it, I said it now. You okay? Don't don't tell nobody I told you this is between me and you. That's a whisper. They think they're gonna get away with it. But whisper, I encourage you, you're gonna be you're gonna be judged by God. Cause you ain't innocent just because you told something. And you could have kept it yourself. Now, let's go down to a gossip. A gossip is a magnified a magnified and sensational rumor. That's what gossip is. A gossip is a rumor that becomes magnified. They start on real love, and the more people talk about, the bigger it gets. It becomes magnified and sensational. That means it gets happy. People get happy telling it. Oh, they can't wait. A lady one time, she told me, she, they were gossiping in there. She said, we're cooking the kids. She said, oh, just wait, hold it right there, hold it right there. Let me go in and turn these biscuits. Let me let me go in, and I'll be right back. See, you, you, get, you get all happy when you're gossiping cause, because you think you're right. And gossip is dangerous. It has destroyed a lot of people. Now let's go to the slander. Using facts or distort facts to destroy another characterability and reputation. That's what a slander does. A slander taking change things. They know they were lying when they said it. They know they had changed it. They knew what they said wasn't true. But they said it in a way that looked like it was true when they really knew it wasn't true. They added something to it and twisted it and distorted it. So it looked bad. It sounded bad. It made the person look bad. Uh, they distorted the facts because they were, their intention were to destroy the credibility of an other of one's reputation. My daddy told me that only the base of it is the only thing a man has is his reputation. And when his reputation is destroyed, he ain't got much left. Our reputation is of great importance. When you don't have no reputation, then people really don't want to hear you. They want to hear you preach, they don't want to hear you teach, they don't want to hear you pray, because your reputation is of great importance. And when you mess that up, huh? You know, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, I mean people love Tiger Woods. 
But just as soon as he had an affair, or they say he had an affair, look what people did. They don't talk about Tiger Woods no more. Because see how they love you, see how people are? People love you as long as you don't mess up. People love you as long as you don't nobody say nothing about you. We ain't know Tiger Wood had no affair. Only time we knew Tiger Wood had an affair, and the media told us that. And when the media told us that Tiger Wood had an affair, people fell out with Tiger Wood. They, they stopped promoting him. These promoters that were promoting him stopped promoting him because they felt like that he was a man of honor. He was a man of a reputation. See what I'm saying? He's a man of a reputation that he should not have did that to his wife. He should not have cheated on her because he, he holds up a standard. He's an ensign. He's a he, he's an icon uh, for the community, and he should not did that. So you see how important your reputation is? Yeah, your reputation, your reputation, you want to cover your reputation. You want to protect your reputation. But you got people out there that's trying to destroy your reputation to make you feel bad. To make you look bad so folks don't want nothing to do with you. Look at look at Mike Tyson. Look how great he was. A great man. But when he when he didn't cover his reputation. Oh, when when he caught let the media get hold of his crazy acting. Uh look what happened. They they took his he, he was a great boxer. They they had boxing toys and everything that promoted him where Mike Tyson knockout. All but but yet when he messed up. When when he when he when, when he got arrested, when he went to prison, when he lost his reputation, then they took the tour off the market because nobody wanted any more to do with Mike Tyson. Why? Because they were through with Mike Tyson now. Because Mike Tyson's reputation was gone bad. Baby, people will love you as long as you got a reputation. But when your reputation is gone, they get through with you. So you got to guard your reputation. You got to protect your reputation if you want people to to believe in you, to promote you, and he on to lift you up. And so that's what the devil does. He comes to use people to destroy your reputation so that folk won't believe in you. And my last, and but not least, then I can't leave this person out. Now you want to write this person down. Busybody. He digs up ill reports, spread it around by means of whispering, gossip, and slander. Now, a busybody is all four of these. He's a, he's a whisperer, a gossiper, a slander. He all three of them, plus a busybody. So when you say busybody, you got all these cover, whisperer, gossiper, and a slander. Again, I say he digs up reports about you. He goes out all out in the street, all in your business. He get out on Facebook, trying to copy. You better not let him get your social security number. Key in your social security number, trying to see what kind of crime you did, what mess you did, what you involved with. And they'll dig up a evil report and spread it around to others by means of whispering, gossip, and slander. He do not like you. He is not your friend. He does not care. He does not have no conscience. He's not concerned. His purpose is to belittle you. But I encourage you this afternoon, a Christian, let's not be involved. Let's not be uh, on, on that on that, at that wagon of an evil report. Let us not be one of those that are destroying people, slandering people, talking about people, generalizing people's names, uh-huh, contaminating people. Wow. Let us not be the one of that, like a disease, like an infection. We affected the lives of others. Let us be careful that we will not repeat the stuff that has been told us. Somebody told you something, and they told you not to tell it, then that's what you got to do. You are not to tell it. You will not become a slanderer. You will not become a whisperer. Amen? Amen. You will not become a gossiper. You will not become a busybody. 
of repeating something that somebody else done told you. This is what's wrong with the church world. It's time we get love back in our heart. It's time that we pray for one another. It's time we cover one another in the blood. It's time we quit talking about one another. It's time we quit scandalizing one another. It's time we quit hanging one another's name on the signboard. It's time that we quit destroying the body. Because when you destroy me, you destroy the body. You are the body. We are the body. We are all in the body. So when we fight one another, the Bible says be careful that we bite, bite, and devour one another and destroy one another. We destroy our own self. Who's going to sit around and cut the fingers off? Who's going to sit around and cut the toes off? Who in the world going to sit around and cut their own feet off with a knife? There's something wrong with that person. And whenever you talk about a brother and sister in the Lord, that's what you're doing. You're cutting your own self. You 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 contaminate your own self. You 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 messing up your own reputation because that person represents God just like you represent God, and they represent the body. And when they start talking about them Christians, you a Christian. That includes you too. They be talking about them old Christians ain't this and them Christians ain't that. Cause they doing this and cause they doing that. Well, see what you got the people saying. You got people talking about the Christians, and you a Christian too. So that includes you. You can't escape. You can't escape. So let us get love back in our heart. Let us get evil reports out of our mouth. Let us get evil reported out of our business, uh-huh, out of our family, out of our home, out of our business, these evil reporters. Amen. As Christians, let us not be one of those evil reporters, current gossip, current slander, uh-uh-uh-uh, exposing someone's reputation, reporting what we see. But let us show love one to the other. Uh-huh. Let us, let us show love one to the other. And conceal a matter. Let God have it. Let God expose it if he wants to, but not us. Because we're in this thing together. Precious Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. And we say thank you for this message this afternoon. Talking about an evil report. How that the ten spies came back with an evil report, but Caleb and Joshua came back with a, with a port of faith, saying that those, but the people wouldn't look into Caleb. They wouldn't listen to Joshua, and because they listened to the evil report, they ended up having to stay in the wilderness forty years. God, let us not lose out. Let us not lose ground. Let us not be set back. God, let us not lose out with you because we mess around and listen to an evil report. We let somebody bring us slander. We let somebody bring us gossip. Uh-huh. We let somebody become a busybody. Come, oh God, in the name of Jesus, and say something and do something that calls us, oh God, uh, 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 to not be the person you have us to be. Call us looking down on somebody, judging them. Call some whisperer, some gossiper, some slander, and some busybody came in our lives. Call us on the phone. Next time. Help us hang the phone or, or not to tell them, I, I don't gossip no more. I don't do that no more. God forbid that I gossip. God forbid that I talk about anybody no more. Tell them, I tell you what, let us pray for that person that you calling me to gossip about. I said that if you called me again, then, 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 then we're going to pray for that person. So I'm glad that you called me. Now, we're going to pray for that person that they will get their act together. We're going to pray that they'll quit cheating on their husband or quit cheating on their wife or quit living this, this ungodly life and then singing in the choir ushering on the usher boy because we are not the judge. God is the judge. 
So, God, I ask that you would sanctify and purge the church from this evil report, from this gossip, from this from this slandering, from this bite-biting, or from this offensiveness, God, in the matter we're speaking against one another, oh, God, bringing judgment on one another. You said what we sow, so shall we reap. And so, God, let us not sow gossip. Let's not, let us not sow slanderism in the name of and Let us not be a busy body. In the blessed radio world now, God, bless them one by one. Bless them all together, oh, God. Let this message not fall to the ground. Let it not fall on death ear. Let somebody go back and check themselves. See if they're a whisperer. See if they're a gossiper. See if they're a slanderer. See if they're a busy body. See if they motivate negativity in an evil way in the lives of others. See if they're calling somebody else, oh, God, to follow them because of their gossip. Do this now, Lord, that our name shall be praised. The glory and the honor shall be thine. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.